What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Let's get it started. 
You ask, and we listen. Atlanta Motor Speedway celebrates its 60th anniversary in 2020 with the new Spring Race Day, March 13th to the 15th, with enhanced camping experiences, grandstand improvements, and so much more, all backed by the perfect weather guarantee. Get two races for the price of one with the Xfinity Series and Gander Outdoor Truck Series doubleheader on Saturday, while grandstand tickets for Sunday's Bulls of Honor Quick Trip 500 start at just $39, plus kids' tickets are only 10 bucks. Online at AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. This is NASCAR driver Brad Keselowski, and you're listening to the Pit Stop Radio. from Duggan Nation. Again, I'm Tim Despain. I would say I'll be alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson, but Stephen is, uh, he's taking a few weeks off. You know, he's got some stuff he has to take care of and, you know, something I can't say about that. But, uh, the number to call in is 215-383-3681. Uh, we're live from just south of this 2.66 mile monster title of the Super Speedway. My darling wife, Suzanne, is handling the phones. Give us a call and we will talk about whatever you want to talk about. We we had some breaking news come out of the uh, out of the truck series earlier today. We got a note from uh, Cowboys Motorsports. Jenner Smith is going to compete in eight races in the number 51 JBL 12 Tundra there for Cowboys Motorsports. And I know I know it's going to be going there uh, April April in Richmond and Twin Raceway Dover in May and a few more races there. But you know this is a good. A good thing for Chandler. Chandler has drove for Kyle Busch Motorsports and Kyle Busch there over a period of time. This is going to give this young man a big chance to actually get out, to, you know, get into some of this big time stuff now because Chandler's finally got he's got his age up there, he's got his experience behind him. So it's going to be a good deal there for for Chandler, for Chandler Smith. And also, let me find my let me find my button here. The uh, the NASCAR Wheeling Euro Series, uh, they announced a Loris, I'm a, I can't even get it all, Hesemans and Tobus Danhauer over there in Europe, they're going to share a going to share a ride also. But again, the number to call in is 215-383-3681. Again, I'm Tim Despain. Stephen Wilson has the evening off, but darn wife, Suzanne, is answering the phones. But a lot to talk about, Mike. We had the, uh, the, uh, William Byron tested the uh, next-gen car there out there at Auto Club Speedway over the past two days, and I think he went in there. I think it was turn two or turn – I can't know what turn it was. He went in there, and he had a little bit of mishap, and I think he tore the car up. So, I mean, you know, that's something that's going on also. And uh, let me get in here. I'm trying to find everything. But, again, uh, I want to go in here and I want to play – Let's go back to this past weekend there at Auto Club Speedway. Jimmy Johnson, they done that five wide salute to him there. But uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, uh, Harrison Burton got his first win there, and I had my chance to meet Harrison Burton alongside of Suzanne. We went to Montgomery Motor Speedway. It's probably been 
oh god, I don't know, Suzanne, what five, six, seven, eight years ago, Harrison come down there and run that uh, that super late model there at uh, Stan Derrickson's track there. That's one iconic track there at Montgomery Motor Speedway there, and we got to talk to him. We got to talk to Kim, and you know Kim, she's real, she's real out there. But again, I want to, I want to play the the Betty Center interview there with uh, Harrison Burton after he won uh, the NASCAR X-Series Series race there at uh, Auto Club Speedway. We will go ahead and continue our post-race media availabilities with our race-winning driver, Harrison Burton, and Steve D'Souza, EVP of Xfinity and Development at Joe Gibbs Racing. Congratulations, Harrison. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, that feels awesome to win. It's, you know, we had a lot of, I had a rough year last year in trucks, and, um, I got told all off season that I couldn't do it, and my team got told that we could never do it, and uh, that feels really good to go out and win. I, that's kind of what was motivating to me all off season to work hard and get better, and motivating my team to work hard and get better. Um, we have anything we need. The resources at Joe Gibbs Racing are incredible, and uh, you know I think they do a better job preparing us as drivers than any other race team. So that means a lot, especially when you have limited practice and you got to come out and execute. So really cool to get it done and uh i knew we had a fast car going in today just didn't need to screw it up we'll go ahead and open it up for questions if you have one please raise your hand and we'll get a mic over to you we'll come right down here to kathy kathy brown penny outside the box congratulations uh i know your mom is with you and she is like <laughs> your biggest cheerleader yeah and probably stresses out the most that's true have you <laughs> have you had a chance to talk to your dad yet Yes, I, I did. My dad was in Victory Lane, and um, uh, that's pretty cool to have your dad come and mom and sisters here as well. It all The stars all aligned to where my whole family was here around me, and uh, that's cool. Um, you know, you, those are the people that help you through tough times, and uh, they always have your back. So to have them in Victory Lane um, was pretty meaningful to me. Um, you know, just because they always, they always have your back. They always believe in you, and, and my dad and my mom, they always push me to be better. My sister always pushes me to be better. So uh, just really cool and uh, proud of them, proud of our whole family and our whole team. We'll come over here to the left. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires to follow up with that. We'll keep family in the loop. The last time the Xfinity raced uh, on Leap Day was when your that. uncle won in 92. <laughs> so... How does that feel to win one of these rare circumstances of it being on a leap day? Well, I guess then, uh, you know, that's cool. I, I, I just, you know, like I said, the stars aligned, I guess. You know, my my uncle and my cousin Jeb are obviously a huge part of my family as well in racing and uh, gotten closer and closer with Jeb the more we race together. So uh, it's cool to, to, you know, kind of follow Ward's footsteps a little bit. I think he got his, that was his first career win as well. So, uh, pretty cool that, that that happened as well, and um, it's just really cool to be in Victory Lane. It's a good feeling, and, and I've missed it since Daytona last year, and uh, good to be back. We'll come over here to Bob. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. Who are these people who said that you weren't going to win? Did you listen to them, and did you ever believe them? Uh, just, you know, you have, uh, as a driver, you have your duty is, to be on social media, your job is to grow your brand, grow your company's brand, and uh, just you know, fans, outsiders of sport. Um, my team, my company, always believed in me, and I always kind of use them as motivation. I, even you know, Jimmy Johnson gets hate on Twitter. Like the guy's 
probably one of the best of all time and Kyle Busch wins every week and people tell him he sucks and uh you know it's it's just how it is it's 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 how this sport is and um if you use it right it's super powerful it can motivate you to be better and um that's kind of what my whole team around me has been preaching and preaching because they knew I was coming after coming off of a rough year uh last year and they knew that we could do it as a team so uh it was good to have them behind me and I never really believed them uh it just gets frustrating after a while not to not to win We'll go in the back to Chris Knight. Yeah, Chris Knight, catch. So Harrison, with the win today, you put yourself in the playoffs, and now you can focus on getting more wins and getting yourself uh, ahead of the playoffs. What does it mean to get a win so early? And then I have a follow-up for Steve. Well, it's huge, um, but you can get kind of lulled to sleep if you're not careful. Um, you know, we're in the playoffs. We don't have to win. You know, that that's not how we're going to roll. So we're going to go and attack next week like we didn't win this week, and um, that's how my whole team is. We just want to – go out and execute and do our job every weekend. So uh, our ability to, to kind of move on, move forward, I think is what's going to decide the, how the rest of the season goes and, and how much momentum and how many points we build up and all this going into the playoffs because it's, every spot matters, every win matters, and um, it's fun to win. So we're going to try and win every weekend. For Steve, uh, I don't think many people were surprised that Harrison got the win today, but Riley Herbst had an impressive performance um, considering his lack of experience in Xfinity car. Were you happy with his performance too today? Uh, well, really, with all three cars, I think Brandon had a little problem there, got tangled up with some traffic, but obviously the first two segments he was good, and the other two cars were running really, really well. So pleased with uh, all three guys, and you know, I, I think the hats off to our whole group that are working with the drivers. Um, it's been a while since we had three full-time drivers that – that we can really focus on and uh, the drivers are doing a really good job. They're very passionate about it. They want to win. I think that's really important. That drives the crew chiefs and the crew chiefs are working well together. So, you know, as an organization, and I think if you think about it, coach and JD and the way that they've built that organization, it's all about the people motivation. We think we've got great people. Obviously we've got drivers that we believe in and as well. And, um, and everybody has a bad day, and we just remind them that those days are going to come and they're going to go, and if they keep digging, keep their head in it, keep fighting, they're going to get the rewards. And today was a day for Harrison. He's he's done a great job, and uh, his teammates are doing great jobs. And so I, I think, you know, from our perspective, looking at it, we're really proud of, of all of them. We'll go over here to Jim. Jim com. Kind of following up on Chris's question, Riley seemed as excited for your for you winning as – for him to have the opportunity, um, given today's performance by all three teams, do you are you okay with battling your teammates all th all season long? If that's how it turns out to be, absolutely, that's our goal. Uh, we had meetings early this year, and we were kind of scoping out our competition, and we we're like, man, there's no reason our big three can't be in the room we're sitting in with our guys. Um, we have the best crew chiefs. We have we believe we have the best crew chiefs. We believe we have the best cars. And, and I, I truly believe that that um, we have an opportunity to, to do something really special this year as, a, as an organization. So, yeah, that's how I want it to be because that means that your equipment's good and if your teammates are running good and some days they're, you're going to win, some days they're going to win, but you can always learn from each other. And, and um, I've already leaned a lot on Brandon. I've already leaned a lot on Riley. Um, and, you know, they've asked me questions as well, and we just kind of all go back and forth, and it works really, really well so far. We have a great relationship. So, uh, you know, if Riley gets a win and I finish second, I want to be excited for him. Uh, I know deep down he wanted to win, and, and that's how it should be. That's that's how we want to race each other as a team is there's no team orders. It's it's whoever wins, wins, and we're going to race hard to the end. 
Are there any questions up in the press box of the terrace? There is. We have one question for Steve. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wolfgang Munzer again from Germany, Rangeport Press Agency. Uh, one question for Mr. Steve de Sousa. First of all, congratulations. Can you let me know how much is the input engineering-wise or also with drivers from the cup side to your Xfinity team? Uh, there is a little, but we have our own engineering group uh, because the cars are so different now uh, that it doesn't really relate. And so we've had to take some of the cars that we now have and do a lot of our research. We do counsel with those guys to try and get some leadership and some direction. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of it, speaking of that, you know, I, I credit Coy Gibbs a lot for, you know, he was really focused on the Xfinity side and he does a really good job of helping us and giving us direction and leadership and when we have questions he gets the right people involved but I think when it comes to the engineering side the crew chiefs and most of our crew chiefs um, have been engineers or are engineers and so they're leading our engineer group because we got a lot of young engineers uh, but that's how we develop that's how we develop at Joe Gibbs Racing we take people in all different uh, factions of the sport and bring them up and we've had several people that go to the cup side but they start in Xfinity for a good majority of them. Are there any additional questions? All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Congratulations. That was Harrison Burton there and uh, Steve D'Souza in the media center at Oakland Speedway after he he notched his he notched his belt, got his first NASCAR Xfinity Series race win there at Auto Club Speedway. Congratulations to him. And I want to go out there. we got one more note, and then we're going to take a little quick break. Uh, Bristol Motor Speedway sent out today. Uh, and I was going to do this. I was going to do a, silent, uh, a uh, moment of silence for the tornado victims in Middle Tennessee and uh, Nashville. But Bristol, Tennessee sent out a statement earlier. Uh, Stephen Woodson and I also both got it. The officials now say that they will begin collecting donations of much-needed essential supplies starting Wednesday morning to assist those affected by the devastating tornadoes in Nashville and Middle Tennessee. They're going to put a trailer outside uh, provided by Food City will be parked in a central location at Bristol Motor Speedway. North entrance lot will be accepting items for the list below beginning tomorrow at 9 a.m. This is Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time until 7 p.m. The truck will be accepting donations from Wednesday through Friday. They want bottled water. They want cleaning supplies, box cutters, non-perishable food items, poultries, snack food items, trash bags, excuse me, and gloves. So go out there and uh, go to Bristol Motor Speedway. Go to that food line there and make your donations because, uh, like Suzanne knows, we're here in Alabama. We're here in central Alabama, which is a big tornado alley also. But make them donations there to help these people. I think as of last count, uh, I hate to say this, but I think 25 people lost their life there in Middle Tennessee and Nashville around that time. I mean, it was, I think it came in about 11, no, it was 12.30, 12.35 Eastern time it came in. Then. But, again, our thoughts and prayers from the Pit Stop Radio and SpeedwayDigest.com are with the family and friends and the victims there of that tornado there in Nashville. We're going to take a little quick break. We're going to come right back after this message, and we're going to talk a little bit about Alex Bowman, California dreaming, dream come true. I'm Tim Despain. And we will come back right after this meeting.
this one church town There's a gold dirt road to a whole lot of nothing Got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground This is God's country We pray for rain thank Him when it's falling Cause it brings a grain and a little bit of money We put it back in the plate I guess that's why they call it God's country I saw the light in a sunrise sitting back in a party on the muddy riverside getting baptized in holy water and shine with the dogs running. NASCAR driver Daniel Hemrick, and you're listening to the Pit Stop Radio. We're back live at Duggan Nation. I'm Kenny Spain, alongside my daughter wife, Suzanne Despain. And man, the phone lines there. Like I said, Steve Wilson has the evening off. But we've got a lot to talk about. A lot, a lot to talk about. And I don't know if i got time to talk about everything. But uh, I want to give Alex Bowman a big shout there. Greg Ives there, crew chief. They won Cup Series race there at Auto Club Speedway. Let's listen to a little bit about what they had to say in the media center there at Auto Club Speedway. We will now go ahead and begin our post-race media availabilities. We are now joined by the winner of the Auto Club 400, Alex Bowman, driver of the number 88 Cincinnati Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports, along with crew chief Greg Ives. Congratulations, gentlemen. i got to finish my tweet, Okay. <laughs> 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 we will 
Alex, can you tell us a little bit about your run? You had a pretty strong, strong afternoon. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I don't know that we've changed anything since we unloaded off the truck. So uh, that really comes down to a lot of great preparation in the shop. Greg making really good decisions with our package that we brought here uh, this year. This is a place we've struggled at for the last two years. So um, for him to be able to unload that close really the last two weeks in a row um, makes my job much easier. We can really fine-tune the car throughout practice instead of have to make huge changes. Um, it's it's really been our probably best couple practices of the last two years that I've uh, been driving for HMS. And um, I just attribute that to the hard work in the, in the shop and um, and great great work over the off season. But today was good for us. I feel like if I got bad restarts, I was really I would burn my stuff up getting back to the 12. Um, so I was glad to get clear of him there that last restart and um, just be able to uh, to run hard and, and build that gap. Felt like we fell off a little bit at the end of runs, but uh, had a really good car. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. Please raise your hand, and we'll get to you. Um, we'll start in the back with Lee. Lee Spencer, RacingVoice.com. Congratulations to both of you. Um, ran into you on Friday, Alex, and you said if you don't screw it up, you would get to victory lane. You kind of called your shot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I don't I don't know what it was when we unloaded. Uh, no car feels perfect here by any means just with, with how the, the tire wear is. But um, every run in practice, I would – honestly ask Greg, I'd be like, it's doing a couple different things, but like, how are our lap times? And he's like, you're like two and a half tenths better than anybody on that, on those laps. So, um, really knew we had a really good car and it was just our job to keep up with the racetrack from there. Obviously the racetrack is, is quite a bit different today, just being 30 degrees cooler than it was on, uh, on Friday, raining for the first 50 laps probably, <laughs> but, um, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun and, uh, Greg did a good job keeping up with it. We're going to go over here in the back and then up here to Jeff. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. First off, Alex, congratulations. You're now a multi-winner in the Cup Series. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I guess the real question is, I believe, if I remember correctly, your contract is only through 2020. So uh, does this win kind of help make that conversation a little bit easier for negotiating an extension again? No, he's going to need multiple wins, so we're going to work on that. Yeah. Uh, man, I love Gregory. Um <laughs> Every year is a contract year. Uh, every year of my life in, in the Cup Series has been a contract year. I've had contracts, and two weeks before Daytona, read a tweet that said I'm not going to Daytona. So um, there's never a, a situation that I feel um, completely comfortable in. You know, I feel like if, if somebody doesn't want you driving your race, their race car, you're not going to be there driving it. So um, I'm as motivated as ever, doing everything I can to uh, try to be the best on and off the racetrack as I can be. Hendrick Motorsports is where I want to be. It's where I want to stay for the rest of my career. I don't have um, – it's just where I've always wanted to be. It, it, it's where I want to stay. So I, hopefully we can make that happen. But like you said, it is a contract year. Um, but honestly, every, uh, every year of my career has been a contract year, so it's not much different than last year. We're going to go to Jeff, then to Bob, and then to Kathy. Jeff Buck from the – you can hear me. Jeff Buck from the Athletic. Um, you know, there was some question even after Vegas where it was like, how much gains did the Chevys really make? And you go out and do this today. So it's clear that there's been a lot. Um, is it is it this good? Like, did you make it seem even better than it is today? Or, like, is it somewhere in the middle? Like, how how do we judge what how big of a gains Chevy as a whole has made so far? Yeah, that's, um, that's a tough one. I feel like Phoenix is going to be a, a good 
judge of that. I feel like our mile-and-a-half program was very strong last year. Um, so at the end of the year, I feel like if we would have come here, we would have been strong anyway. Uh, I think the new body has helped us a lot. The new Camaro, any change we make, we make for a reason. And Chevrolet did a great job with that car. Um, so I think on the intermediate stuff, it's, it's really showing up. Phoenix, I think we finished like 25th there in the fall last year. We were absolutely horrendous. So um, hopefully we can go there and run, run a ton better. But um, it's just it's hard to say this early in the year. But I think the new car is quite a bit better. Um, I think Greg has, has done a really good job this year too. I mean, we've like I said earlier, we've never unloaded so close two weeks in a row. We've never unloaded that close, period. And to do it two weeks in a row has been really cool. So um, he's making my job easy. Uh, right now for sure not easy but easier and uh, it's definitely paying off we'll go to Bob and then to Kathy I'm Chris Fox Sports I have one for each Alex can you describe the pressure of <clears throat> trying to win when you know you have the best car versus trying to win when you don't um I don't really think it's that much different you know I, I think uh, there's a lot of pressure regardless to win races when you drive for Hendrick Motorsports um I feel like that pressure, I drive for the best team in the sport, so um, I, I, f I feel like that's where a lot of the pressure comes from. I feel like I have one of the best crew chiefs in the sport, definitely have the best pit crew on pit road. Um, so there's a lot of best things that i got to back up and do my job with. So um, I put a lot of pressure on myself. There's a lot of uh, pressure that goes on. But what, however the car is, you're going to get what you can get. Um, and we knew we had a good one this week, and we knew we had a shot at it. And, Greg, uh, you've seen NASCAR you know, penalizing teams the last couple of weeks from what they've kind of – they're seeing things on cars. Do you feel like is there a big crackdown? Is it just early in the year and teams are trying things? How would you kind of evaluate? Yeah, I think it's up to crew chiefs. That's their job is to try to see where the line is, <coughs> you know, and um, sometimes you got to cross it before you understand where it is. Um, fortunately for us – you know, there's, there's, you know, what Alex talked about with the Chevrolet has been able to um, maybe not made us not have to go as far and, and, and work in the areas that, you know, we typically had to and just downright have speed in the car. So um, it, that's been very good from my standpoint to be able to unload and, and know we have a solid baseline and not have to chase and try to find speed. And when you do that, sometimes you get desperate and sometimes you get over the line. We'll go to Kathy, and then right behind her in the middle. Kathy Brown, pitting outside the box. Congratulations, Alex. Thank you. Take us through some of the restarts, because they seemed like they were insane. I mean, three and four wide, and you were right there in the thick of it. Is it a testament to the package that was brought here, or is it just Auto Club Speedway and the fact that the racing surface has basically never been resurfaced? Yeah, I think the restarts were that way for a couple reasons today. Um, the track was pretty cool, so the grip level was up. So for five or six laps, pretty much everybody could run wide open. Uh, when everybody can run wide open, you can all go about the same speed, which means it's more about drafting and lane choice and building those runs, which turns into running four and five wide. So um, I didn't feel like we did a great job over any of the restarts. It seemed like there was a don't push me sign on my rear bumper, but I'm um, glad we finally got up, uh, had a good one there at, at the final one. But it's um, – it's a culmination of pretty equal grip level from top to bottom here um, and just being able to run wide open for those first couple laps on tires. Jim Alexander from uh, Southern California News Group. 
you had, I guess it could be called a gap year in, in 2017. What, what has that done for you to have that year to kind of step away and be in the simulator and, and, and not worry about the week-to-week -week pressure of winning and maybe develop things? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it developed any good things for me, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I don't think there's ever a time that sitting out of a race car is a good situation for a race car driver. Uh, for me, it was, uh, I knew I wanted to be at Hendrick Motorsports, and I, I quite honestly had talked to Dale at, the, at, at that point and, and knew there might be an opportunity um, the following year and, and just knew that sitting out was probably my only opportunity to end up at, at Hendrick Motorsports someday. So um, it was kind of one of those, you have to do it. But it also opened up um, some weaknesses to start in 2018. Uh, when you're not on and off pit road every week a couple times, when you're not doing green flag stops every week, you're not in a race car every week. I mean, it, it you you get rusty, and you're not always improving. Every driver here is always improving and always learning what they're doing. So I took a year, and all I got to do was I ran three races, and I tested. So um, I don't feel like I learned as much as I would have if I would have been full-time. Um, but I did get to – take a break and kind of hang out and and, and um, not I I had a day job I drove the simulator a lot um, I got addicted to coffee so uh, when they need you in the simulator at 730 in the morning every morning you uh, you start drinking coffee so you stop falling asleep in it but um, that's probably the uh, the one good thing it developed was my love for coffee <laughs> go right here to your left yeah yeah Alex um, great win mate uh, Thank you. Have you had any other driving aspirations, like uh, Marcus Ambrose? He came and did some NASCAR. Are you uh, thought about doing some supercars in Australia? I would love to. Um, I'll race anything. I'll race a lawnmower. Um, I'll race the rental cars. We'll probably race the rental cars back to the airport. <laughs> Don't tell California Highway Patrol. Uh, but it's... I just want to say, so I'm from Arizona. <laughs> so, so he said drivers are continuously learning. <laughs> so I'm from Arizona. This quick story, because last time we were in the media center, we won. It was a total shit show. So we're just going to go back to that. Yeah, it was going great <laughs> there for a while. Uh, so growing up in Arizona, I raced quarter midgets down the road from here um, at Pomona Valley all the time. Um, so I'd get off school Thursday. Me and my dad would load up in the truck and trailer. And we would drive to Pomona. And in Arizona, there's only one speed limit. There, uh, trucks and cars, we're all 75. And then we would get into California, and they'd have this dang 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. And we got pulled over a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, one time, we got, we, like, my dad didn't have a CDL, and you're supposed to have a CDL. And, like, he was going to jail. So, um, yeah, don't tell CHP about uh, the rental car return slot. But, yeah, I'll race anything. Back to your question. Forgot there was a question there. Um, I would love to run a V8 supercar. That would be really cool. Um, I think Bathurst is a, a really cool event. Um, but anywhere they run, I mean, they beat the shit out of each other. They have a good time. Um, it looks like a blast. It's, uh, it's usually uh, street track and uh, Mount Panorama in Bathurst is a real tough one. And a lot of American drivers have gone there and said, hey, 
we need a track like this here in America. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, we'd uh, love to see you. Yeah, I've uh, I played it on iRacing a lot, and I've wadded them up a lot there. So uh, I, I probably need some more practice before I go for it, but it's a lot of fun. Before we continue, are there any other questions for Greg? We'll come down here to Jeff and then to Jim. Can I ask about Phoenix next week? Um, because obviously it's the first time that you guys are going to be able to have uh, the, the championship race be also in the regular season. How, how important is that going to be for teams? Well, I think it's really important just to not be embarrassed like we were last time there. So, um, you know, we kind of had a stranglehold on that place for a while, winning with Dale and then, you know, almost winning with Alex and having a lot of confidence going to that track and then to kind of fall flat on your face is not a really good feeling, especially when I know it's his hometown. I know we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to run well there. And, uh, you know, I don't care if it's the championship or race or not. I want to win at any place we go and not be embarrassed. So that's, that's my goal for uh, Phoenix is to go out there, unload just as fast as we did here, execute a good race and, you know, whatever happens at the end of the year is going to happen, but we got to learn. We got to continue to grow. And, um, that's kind of my focus next week. Go back to Jim. Jim under motorsport.com for Greg and Alex can answer from driver perspective if you want, but, uh, you guys obviously put in a lot of work in the off season because you wanted to get better. You also had a new car. You're also going to be going to another new car next season to see a lot of positive results this early in the year. What does that do for everyone back at the at HMS that's working on these various projects to see the return so quickly? Yeah, I think the one thing that you know I kind of talk about a lot is the fact that when Chevrolet said they're they're going to commit to um, working hard to try to improve the the body, that put a, a sense of morale with it throughout the whole shop, throughout the whole team, a lot of uh, positive you know attitudes towards it and. You know, it was our job as a team, my job as a crew chief, his job as a driver to go out there and execute it, right? And, um, you know, the last few years haven't been great for Hendrick Motorsports on a, uh, what they're historically used to and the platform that we uh, show up at the racetrack at. So we need to take that positive momentum um, of the hard work Chevy put in, and we needed to put that to results on the racetrack, whether it was, you know, top 10, top fives, you know, it's, it's great to have the win, but... Um, continuously building that momentum is uh, something that is needed in a shop environment. It's needed when the guys turn on the on the TV and they see, you know, the the racing we had today, and their their product was on the racetrack, um, competing for, you know, laps, competing on pit road. Um, it, it's a totally different vibe, totally different feeling. Um, and you know, I know when I show up next week or you know tomorrow morning in the shop, it's going to be a totally different feeling than what I had last year coming out of California. Are there any... Retweet. <laughs> Wait, what I said. Are there any questions up in the press box or the terrace for Greg before we let him go? Yes, we have two questions. Sweet. Yeah, um, Wolfgang Monzer from Germany, Rennsport Press Agency. First of all, congratulations for both of you. Uh, one question for Alex and one for Greg Ives. Alex, uh, after the race, I think one of the TV commentators said you led 110 laps out of 200. How was it difficult was it to stay focused and not doing a mistake? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the most difficult time was uh, when we did get behind um, on those, those restarts, really just 
felt like I really would have to burn my stuff up to get back to the 12 and then not be able to get around him and then eventually drive away from us. So that was the, the most difficult time. Our car was really good, and it was really hard for me to decipher whether I burned the car up or um, or we needed to make a change. And uh, I kind of went with my gut and, and thought that I just burned the tires off of it and uh, that we could, uh, if we could get in front of the 12 and not have to pass five guys to get to them, um, we could uh, stay in front of them. So um, I'm not sure if we made any changes or not because Greg doesn't really tell me anything. Apparently my tire was going to explode and he didn't tell me, but uh, it's cool. So, um, yeah, that was, that was the most difficult time. And the question for Greg Ives. Um, I was told that Goodyear giving recommendations concerning tire pressure for each track. Technically, in your team, do you have a possibility to make simulations to find out where the critical factor is? Yeah, we have, uh, you know, people back at the shop that all they do all week long is, <coughs> you know, work with the Goodyear engineers, work with uh, simulation, work with tools, whether it's uh, wheel force data, to understand where the optimum pressure is for tire based on grip, but also based on failure. So, you know, there's there's uh, sometimes when you want to get greedy and get to a, a level that's not in agreement with what Goodyear wants, but it's you're chasing some grip, and you just got to figure out how to get there without having failure. Our issue this week uh, with the right retire is just the fact that, you know, to, to be fast and, and continue to have lap time, you're, you're on the right rear tire, and, you know, it went down to the fabric, and... Uh, you know, that's that's what we want. We want tires that wear out, but what tires that don't, you know, give out and blow. So, you know, we had, had tires last week at Vegas that wore out and uh, gave you an indication of where you were, but didn't, didn't blow out. Same here, you know, at California. You know, Goodyear, I felt, I feel, is doing a great job this year of uh, uh, giving what the drivers want, what the crew chiefs want, you know, and ultimately what the fans want and, uh you know, the fall off in racing and, and, and the side-by-side, -side and uh, they're doing a great job. We'll take that. That was Greg Ives, and uh, Alex Bowman there in the media center at Auto Club Speedway after he won his second NASCAR Cup Series race there. Uh, in an impressive, impressive show in there. And uh, I want to I go back to what I was talking about earlier. The... Uh, the tornado victims there in Middle Tennessee and all that. Bristol Motor Speedway. Go to bristolmotorspeedway.com, and you can see wherever you can do, uh, donate anything, water, what have you. But, again, uh, NASCAR is one big community, and they donate. It, it, it's just awesome. But uh, before we jump out of here, I want to – give you the racing schedule for this weekend. Provided by MRN.com. All times are Eastern. Friday, March 6th, which is day after tomorrow. Arkham Menard Series Final Practice, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. All times Eastern. Xfinity Series First Practice, 2.30 to 2.35 p.m. FS1 has your TV. Cup Series First Practice, 3.30 p.m. to 4.25 p.m. MRN has your radio. FS1 has your TV. Arkham Menard Series qualifying is at 4.30 p.m. On that Friday, March 6th, there's no radio, no TV coverage. Xfinity Series final practice, 5.02 p.m., 5.27 p.m. on FS1. Cup Series final practice, 5.30 p.m. to 6.25 p.m. MRN has your radio. Fox Sports 1 has your TV. Arkham Bernard Series, 
General Tire 150, 7 p.m. there. MRN has your radio coverage. Fox Sports 1 has your TV. And then we jump into the NASCAR Cup Series stuff. It's Saturday, March 7th. Xfinity Series qualifying 1 p.m. FS1 has your TV. Cup Series qualifying 2.30 p.m. MRN has your radio. FS1 has your TV. Radio pre-race, 3.30 p.m. MRN. TV pre-race, 3.30 p.m. FS1. Xfinity Series, LS Tractor 200 there at Phoenix Raceway, 2-4, MRN, FS1. And then Sunday for the cup race. The radio pre-race is 2.30 p.m. MRN has that. TV pre-race, 3 p.m. Fox. Cup Series Final, Fan Shield 300, 3.30 p.m. MRN has your radio. And Fox has your TV coverage. And we're going to say good night. From Talladega, Alabama. Again, I'm Tim Despain, alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com's Miss Stephen Wilson. I'm going to give her that coverage. We will talk to you next Tuesday evening, live from Dega Nation. Thank you very much for listening.
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.